This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then children were brought to Jesus that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After he placed his hands on them, he went away. The Gospel of the Lord. This Saturday, we'll summarize what we've been listening to over the last few days. Psalm 119 says, In your laws I take delight. I will never forget your word. Why does God tell us this? Because memory loss can lead us to lose our happiness. If we find happiness in the Lord's laws, forgetting them will make us lose that happiness. Sometimes, a selective memory leads us to sorrow. We have a tendency to remember only bad things, and we find it hard to keep everything that does good to us in our hearts. I will never forget, you must say to yourself today. And what's the key to not forgetting? It's that the word of God we've just heard is truly the word of God, and that it penetrates deep into our hearts, so that when God's the one speaking, through whoever it may be, we'll never forget. Another key factor that helps us not forget is to be able to recall, to bring things back to our mind, but especially to our heart, to remember what we've heard, to listen again. It's what we're doing today, reviewing what we've talked about during the week. Let's not lose our memory so that we don't lose our happiness. When sadness, anxiety, fear, and superficiality take over, it's because we've forgotten. Today, let's repeat together. I will never forget your word. So what are God's words that we can recollect today? On Monday, the disciples didn't quite understand. As it would have happened to us, and as it happens to us so many times, We generally only understand things at the end, even when we think we understand them from the beginning. They only understood Jesus and truly knew him when they received the Holy Spirit after the resurrection. In the meantime, their eyes and hearts couldn't really see. When we think that we already understand everything is actually when we still have a long way to go. The same thing happens to us with the Word of God. We never get to fully understand everything that God tells us and teaches us, and only when we live things, or when they happen to us, can we say, Now, I understand. On Tuesday, we celebrated the Feast of St. Lawrence. We said that for us Christians, death isn't something bad. Death means transformation. I'm not referring to natural death, but to the lifelong process of dying to the self to that daily commitment in our lives to everything we do, just like St. Lawrence gave his life for Jesus. For us, dying means undergoing a transformation. Even natural death for us won't be the real death, but a transformation. The ones who die are those who don't have faith, the ones who only see this life. Dying is dying to our selfishness in order to serve someone else. Dying is looking at that poor person who crossed your path and you didn't feel like looking at him, or you didn't feel like stopping on your way and giving him some money. 
Dying to ourself is listening to your husband, your wife, is taking care of your children. Dying is giving more time to prayer instead of wasting it on many other things. On Wednesday, we said that in order to correct fraternally or to be corrected, it's necessary to be humble, which isn't easy. Therefore, we should never correct in anger, guided by our whims and thoughts, because we'll be more moved by our own interests than by those of the gospel. That's why, I say again, only someone who has a life of prayer and is patient can achieve it, can do it the way Jesus wants and teaches us to do it. Fraternal correction must occur in an atmosphere of prayer and love, and be aimed at the welfare of our neighbor, and not at our satisfaction. On Thursday, we said that those of us who believe in Jesus not only have to ask God for forgiveness, but also the people we offended. Moreover, we must learn to accept other people's forgiveness. Empowered with the strength that comes from above, from God, we Christians are capable of forgiving the unforgivable. We must seriously think about whether we are withholding the forgiveness that God granted us. We concluded that if we recognize the gift of forgiveness that was given to us, we'll know how to offer it to others in return. On Friday, Jesus told the Pharisees that because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Sometimes we don't fully understand God's words because of the hardness of our hearts. We must not blame it on God. The issue that the Pharisees are raising with Jesus is profound. It's the issue that the world's raising with the church. It's the issue that you and I can also raise with God. Why do we have to follow God's will? Isn't it too hard? Isn't it too demanding? Is it possible to do what God wants, that man and woman will be united forever in the context of this world? I leave the answers to you, but I dare tell you that there is nothing more pleasant than doing God's will. We must be sure of that. Let's taste and see how good the Lord is. Well then, let's lay up the words in this week's readings in our hearts. Let's listen again to what was helpful and ponder on God's word. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.